Well, after nearly two years of online learning, a new Ipsos poll for Global News says a majority of parents are giving an F, a big fat F, to online or remote learning. And for more on this, Lana Parker joins us with the Faculty of Education at the University of Windsor. Lana, good afternoon and thanks for your time. Good afternoon, Jeff. Thank you. All right. 60% of parents say that their child has fallen behind thanks to online or remote learning. Uh, is that number a surprise? No, it's it's not surprising uh, that the feedback from parents and likely from students and teachers as well would reflect a general level of unhappiness with um, how you know things have gone for uh, our students through the time of the pandemic. I mean, uh, I think we recognize that um, some of the pivot to online learning over the past year has been necessary, and certainly teachers have done remarkably well to uh, provide uh, the best pedagogy that they can. But online learning does not replace uh, all of the complexity and wonderfulness of being in person in the classroom. I was going to ask you, is that the biggest downfall? What is the biggest downfall of online learning? Where does it fall short for parents, teachers, and students? Well, I think we're still learning, you know, uh, so this move to fully online learning is certainly different than what was happening previously. You know, we've had, for example, correspondence learning or a couple of cur- courses available for high school students online for decades now. Uh, but this move to fully online learning has been, uh, you know, a bit of a, a necessary experiment, I guess. And the research is still rolling in, although uh, preliminary, preliminary data shows that there have been consequences for physical health, uh, you know, eyesight, posture, uh, for socio-emotional health, connections with friends and family, uh, for just feelings of well-being and um, mental health through the pandemic. Um, and, you know, you mentioned this idea of falling behind, and I I don't want to, you know, contribute to a discourse of students falling behind because, in fact, there's no real benchmark for what a student is supposed to master or learn or know by any age. But certainly I am concerned that what we will find, and I suspect what we will find, is that there are lower levels of engagement and that students aren't um, experiencing the joy of learning and aren't as interested in it. And that, to me, would be, you know, some of the most difficult uh, to manage and to regain once we resume in-person learning. Were the expectations for online learning, were they too high? I mean, you mentioned the words a pivot and necessary, and that's exactly what so many industries have had to do during the uh, pandemic. And obviously education being uh, one of those that they had to pivot and that this was uh, necessary, at least short term uh, online learning. So were the expectations to replicate what was happening in the classroom, were they, uh, a bit misguided. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know about the expectations being high, but I think that word misguided is useful because there is no real way to, to replicate what happens in um, a classroom or in a school uh, over the course of a school day in an online environment. Uh, you can um, offer different kind of pedagogy. Uh, you can still engage students in some capacity, you know, and I I don't want to come across here like all online learning is terrible. Of course, like any other kind of learning, uh, there's, you know, there's opportunities for it to be better and opportunities and and challenges where it might not be as successful. But that idea that you would be able to do something as uh, fulsome 
as engaging, as meaningful as what happens in the formal and informal spaces of school, I think is misguided. So what does this mean, do you think, for the future of online learning? And is there a future for online learning? I mean, if this uh, survey is saying that the majority of parents are not happy with it, they feel as if their uh, son, their daughter, their child has fallen behind, is there a future for uh, online learning, do you think? Well, Jeff, as I said, you know, we've had opportunities and options for high school students to take a couple of courses online and correspondence courses have been around in Ontario, at least for a couple of decades. Um, So I think that there's likely to be uh, more online learning that unfolds, but I, I would be really weary about introducing more mandatory online coursework or, you know, we recently heard from uh, the Ontario government, a proposal from the Ford government to um, legislate fully online learning as a choice. And I would be really cautious about that because I think what we're seeing is that that lack of engagement for students in an online environment can produce real harms. And I think it would be a terrible thing, for example, to, to move to bringing in a policy for fully online learning in a high school environment and then to find out, you know, five years down the road, well, we're not able to retain students, you know, they're dropping out at higher rates or um, as they're finding now in the States, you know, there's some preliminary evidence coming from the States that uh, some of the most vulnerable students um, are, are not returning to schools because they've started working. They've become the primary breadwinners for their families, you know, and we, uh, I think we want a public education system in Ontario that offers students Um, more than that and more opportunities than that before they make whatever career pathway choice they make. Just finally, Lana, is there lessons to be uh, drawn from online learning for uh, us as a whole, for society as a whole? Because uh, hopefully learning is a lifelong endeavor. And what, if anything, can we draw from what we have seen in the school system uh, this year? And I'm thinking about those, you know, that have been remote working and whether or not that's going to continue and can they uh, learn, uh, take courses uh, online through their employer, or would they be better served being back in the office with that face-to-face interaction? Is there some sort of lesson, do you think, uh, when it comes to e-learning for us all? Yeah, and I think it's different for, you know, young, uh, like for younger students, for students in our K-12 education system than it is for higher education and for adult learners. Uh, I think that there's much more of an opportunity for online learning because it allows for some flexibility for hours. Uh, It allows, you know, for uh, people who don't live in um, areas where certain things are offered to still participate. Uh, So there's some affordance of choice in that respect. And I think, you know, one of the other takeaways is that good online learning is possible. You know, it's, it's, it's not a replacement for anything. Uh, But like anything else, uh, good online learning constitutes opportunities for engagement and interaction with one another rather than simply the production of rote learning and worksheets and, you know, uh, a lot of question and answer. All right. Really interesting stuff. I appreciate the conversation and the time with us this afternoon, Lana. Thanks so much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. That is Lana Parker, who is with the Faculty of Education at the University of Windsor on this new Ipsos poll for Global News that says a majority of parents are giving an F to online or remote learning.